0: Coming up on today's show, we talk about Ted's cameo on NXT. A bunch of history on this day. The wrestling TV lineup is getting crowded once again. First couple of
1: impact matches.
0: This is the Daily Wrestling News for April 28th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful Treasure Coast of the Sunshine State. And I'm joined today by the living legend, John DeConi. Good morning, John.
1: Good morning, sir. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. It, you know, when we started, I started putting together the show for today. I was like, man, there's really not that much to talk about. You yeah, got NXT from last night. Um, but I, it, it filled out pretty well, so I think we have a pretty loaded show um so if you're ready we'll dive right in absolutely it's been a minute since i rang the bell so i wanted to wanted to do that this morning (laughs) so we had a bunch of news last night but as i brought up in the uh in the beginning of this uh ted dibiase made a cameo cameo on last night's nxt and i think you and i were both kind of like when's this going to happen we know it's going to happen we're excited for it to happen and i think it was just exactly what we wanted right (laughs) Absolutely.
1: <laughs> the only way it could have been better is if uh, Grimes had pulled out, you know, a couple of you know, a stack of five thousand for that watch, and you know, uh, DiBiase had come over his shoulder and thrown down twenty thousand and bought the watch <laughs> right out from under him or something. But yeah, it, it was pretty much perfect.
0: I th- I thought, you know, because I, I, you know, you could see this coming a mile away, and we're just like kids in a candy store with this. But like when when Grimes is going to buy the watch and he, the guy's like, Oh, I think I have something for you. And he goes to reach out underneath. I thought for sure he was going to pull out the million dollar belt. <laughs> I thought that for sure that's what it was going to be, but. That would have been amazing, <laughs> but uh, that was fun. And I, I hope they do more of those uh, going forward because that's exactly how I want to see Ted DiBiase in 2021. And by the way, he looked really good. Like, absolutely.
1: Yes. Yeah. They did. He did
0: healthy. <laughs> Um, in wrestling news on the show last night, uh, Bronson <laughs> Reed got a win over Austin Theory, so now he will be uh, facing Johnny Gargano at an undetermined date for the North American title. Uh, that hasn't been determined when that's going to be, yet, or hasn't been announced anyway. But okay, you, you ready to see Bronson Gargano too?
1: Yeah, I suppose. Uh, you know, uh, I- I don't know if Johnny gets out of this one, you know, I you know I liked the way the finish was in the last one, and I kind of felt moderately confident about that that he will hold he would hold on to it. It's time i'm I'm starting to get a little worried for Papa John.
0: Well, the funny thing is that it really looks like Dexter Loomis is coming for that title eventually, doesn't it? I mean, like that's that's going on in the background, yet yeah, Bronson Reed seems to be very formidable. so perhaps it, you know, builds to a three way or something like that. But anyway, where we stand now, it looks like Bronson's getting the next shot and and we'll see where we go from there. But um, interestingly on the show, the Grizzle young veterans had a promo and the true grizzle, the veterans walked out and claimed their territory as such. Uh, And, you know, in one of the best moments of last night, Timothy Thatcher saying "shoes off" at Zach Gibson. So, but um, no match announced there. But obviously, we're we're building towards Thatcher and Chamba versus GUIV. So I think
1: that'll be fun. Oh yeah, yeah, that it'll be a lot of fun to watch those four times. When
0: um when Tony Storm came out and she delivered her promo and called Zeta Ramirez a rookie. Did you expect Zeta Ramir to get the Leon Ruff treatment? I mean, that was (laughs) surprising to me.
1: You know, I might have expected, uh, you know, a distraction and a roll-up, but uh, a shooting star press, you know, full finisher and a one, two, three, never.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and no joke, shooting star press, like, halfway across the ring. It's not like Tony Storm was, you know, close to the corner or anything. She had to she had to dive deep for that and she hit it well. I did think she was going to land on her face, but she, <laughs> but she she did hit it. I mean, as we know yes. wrestling is a is a game of of millimeters, right? Like you're you're a millimeter away from a broken neck with almost every move, but um that one scared me for a second, but she hit it perfectly, so.
1: Yeah, no very experience. well done. Very well done by the rookie. Yes. <laughs> Well, it'll be surprised. It'll, it'll, it'll be
0: interesting. Is she's able to put like a couple of more wins together, right? Like Leon Ruff, he was just he's been catapulted. Like I thought they might drop him as a comedy act or whatever, but they're giving him fair treatment. Um yeah. and we'll see if Zayda Ramir gets the same thing. But on the subject of Leon Ruff, he has a Falls Count Anywhere match with Swerve Scott next week. And as they were talking about setting this up, John, I was thinking about that WrestleMania ten match with. Savage and crushed, and I was like, it'd be fun if they did those rules. I mean, they're they're flawed, inherently (laughs) flawed, where where the pinfall can happen anywhere in the building and then they have to race back to the ring by 60 seconds. But but uh, so there's there's flaws to those rules and stuff, but I it's just kind of different, so it'd be it'd be fun if they did that, but they're not going to, so. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know what? If, if anyone would decide to uh, you know dig that up and, and give it another try, it would be NXT. It would be them reaching right. back into the history books and saying, like, here's something that probably a lot of people don't remember. It's it's a little cutesy. Let's give it a try.
0: Yeah. So, and they could figure fun. out ways to, I don't know, improve on those rules. Like, I mean, the biggest flaw was what if a fall happens in the ring? Then you then you're back in the ring before 60 seconds. Is up. But, <laughs> but um, whatever, I like I like that. Uh, I, I like the concept there. So we'll, we'll see. But Swerve and roughed next week false count anywhere. Um, Mercedes Martinez and Raquel Gonzalez uh, Dakota Kai had a match. Uh, Mercedes would win by disqualification because Raquel got involved, and I can't tell John. And I and I like your opinion on this. Are we going to get Raquel versus Mercedes, or did Raquel like definitively put the period at the end of this story and say, "I just wiped you out"?
1: (laughs) Like, it was a pretty vicious beating. Yeah, she she did lump her up pretty well, uh, you know, inside the ring and out. But I think uh, you know we might dance around it for a little while, but it's kind of it kind of got ahead there, doesn't it? I mean, these these two in the ring is just it's too enticing to to kind of gloss over it.
0: Yeah, and they don't really have it's surprising to say, but they don't really have somebody else kind of paired up with Raquel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's no one waiting in the wings unless you're going to, you know, strap the rocket to Frankie Monet, but it looks like she's going to do some time with EO first.
0: Right. Frankie Monet. She's, she's just getting under the skin of everybody, right? The first week it was Raquel. (laughs) The second week it's EO this week. It's Ember and Shotzi. So, you know, she's just making little cameo appearances on, on nxt until we get a you know a a match or something but it's kind of fun in that way because they're going to build that up and it's going to be a fun when she makes her debut so um so adam cole says he's pretty much okay now clock's ticking on he says the clock is ticking on carrion cross and that kyle o'reilly has not taken his place so i guess we're going back to kyle and cole again that's what it appeared to me, like on NXT. I'm not sure, uh, not sure if that's what they're going to do. But man, you go 45 minutes at a takeover and you go right back to it. Yeah, that's
1: surprising. Very much so. But yeah, Kyle was definitely, uh, you know, sitting there. You know, it was almost as if he was doing research. You know, just sitting in a, a dark room all by himself, watching them, and you know, just kind of chomping at the bit. Still it seems.
0: Yeah, and uh, I guess the otherwise the the other match that was announced for next week is the ember moon and shotzi blackheart match uh they're facing candace and indy in a street fight for the tag titles and you know this this set up kind of funny on the show is when candace or when ember and shotzi get flowers and frankie monet lets them know they came from dexter loomis and then you see candace kind of egging Indy on that you know they're trying to steal her man later so Indy, of course, goes nuts. They beat him up. They don't get to have the match with the uh, Robert Stone brand.
1: But Who tried that, to walk off with the titles just because uh, the champions were getting pummeled outside. Of the rain. Right. And then the other news out of last night is that
0: Finn Balor is going to be returning next week. They didn't say in what capacity, but they did kind of say a couple of times that he'll probably want to get his title back. So maybe we get balor cross again
1: that would make some sense uh you know put a stamp on it for cross
0: and and then the other the other but the other thing that's interesting is you got pete done he's doing promos every week or every other week he's not calling any specific person out but he is saying that i could go take the cruiserweight title the nxt uk title the north american title or the nxt championship i could take any title i want whenever i want Please somebody step to him. So I guess eventually somebody's going to step up to to Pete Dunn. I'm not sure who it's going to be, but this feels a little bit like Aleister Black waiting for somebody to knock on his door a few years ago.
1: Yeah, which unfortunately didn't really go anywhere. So let's hope that's not the case with Pete.
0: Right. I have a little bit more faith in the storytelling on uh, on this brand. So,
1: hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see, and then I mean we had the six man tag close the show. 1342 Legato got the win over MSK and Kushida with the high low kick.
1: That was a heck of a match, and uh, you know if if there was ever a moment where a six man tag could lead to not just one but two title opportunities, I mean they you know Legato really I mean it was it was good and it was back and forth you know most of the way. But that ending was, you know, Legato standing there holding all three of the belts over them, and you know the faces just falling at their feet. And, you know I could see title shots uh, for you know both uh, Wilder Mendoza and Santos upcoming. Yeah, match.
0: yeah, and they didn't announce those. Those are those are clearly where they're going, but they haven't announced those. And maybe it'll be in two weeks. Maybe it'll be at the next Takeover or in your house was about this time last year so we'll see uh we'll see where that goes um i guess other stuff on the show imperium got a win over drake maverick and killian and dane the story was that drake assumed killian would be turning on him at some point in the match um dane didn't although there was a little bit of um nothing really happened but there was just a little bit of like questions here and there whether or not um, Alexander Wolf was aligning with him, and with whether Dane was going to to turn, but uh, but in the end they were they were fine. Doesn't look like they teased too much of a split there. So, all right. I think that's it from NXT, right?
1: Any other? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's it for what actually. I mean, we, we got a little promo from uh, Tian Cha, but it was not in English, so I can't tell you exactly what was said or where it's going.
0: i guess yes we got that i have no idea what they were saying um just don't forget about us i guess is what they're they were actually saying um but the diamond mine is the other thing right there was a little little thing commercial bit for the diamond mine um i thought of tessa blanchard right away as did everybody else in the world it seems like but uh it's actually yes they're they're referencing diamonds which is a tessa thing but there's a lot more mma references in there so it's probably going to be i don't know if it's a person a faction a tag team
1: or a fight pit yeah exactly and there was really nothing you know you saw a couple people walking into a cage saw the wrapped fists. you saw a little sparring there was really no clue as to where this is leading because you know first you know i i went into it thinking tessa blanchard the minute you had said diamond because i missed it originally i had to go back and and find it uh so i I went looking for tessa and like the first like five different shots were of men i'm going okay so and then there was maybe one or two shots of, of a female fighting but you know you didn't see any faces you barely saw you know up to the neck of anybody uh and just I have no idea what's going on there. You know, it's obviously like you said it's some kind of quasi MMA thing. Is it, you know, an upcoming fight? Is it a, fa- a faction I would I would be down for? I just I hope they're not going to try and revive something along the lines of raw underground.
0: Well, here's here's what I will say. Um Josh Barnett's Bloodsport is the model. Right? Like that works it's really good and if they can pull something off like that then i'm interested but i don't know if it'll work very well on nxt television or wwe television at all so um they kind of tried that's exactly what raw underground attempted to be but it just didn't work as well so it takes a different and very specific style of fighter in those so we'll see so uh, I think that's NXT for last night. I mean, the Diamond Mine was the big, like, little teaser, but we need to, you know, we can all speculate it for the next two, three, four weeks, however long they stretch it out. But um, it's a kind of an interesting day in history, John. Um, 1979, Greg the Hammer Valentine defeated WWF World Champion Bob Backlund. The match was stopped because of excessive bleeding, so the title didn't change hand because there was no pinfall or submission that's not something that would fly today but, but <laughs> Greg Valentine gets a win over the WWF champion in 1979 that's you know that's interesting positioning for Greg you know absolutely
1: yeah that's that's major and then in
0: 1995 fast forward a whole bunch of years 26 we had day one of collision in Korea co-promotion between uh, New Japan WCW uh, man. It, holds the, it broke the attendance record. 150,000 people was the most ever for a wrestling show. That attendance record would last one day. It was broken by Collision in Korea Part 2 the next day. Um, but the main event of night one was Scott Norton versus Hashimoto for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. We'll talk about day two tomorrow. Hold <laughs> on. Okay. 2002 we had 19 it's the today is the 19 year anniversary of the 2002 death of lutez and then in 2003 it was the very first episode of chris jericho's highlight reel bill goldberg was the special guest and he speared the crap out of steven stevie richards (laughs) so (laughs) and then another fun thing in 2007 roh held a tribute to Colt Cabana show because Colt Cabana had signed with OVW, a WWE developmental contract. He was leaving ROH. His opponent on this tribute show was Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. A little little fun uh, anecdote there for you this morning on your your pro wrestling history. Well, we got a bunch more news to get into, so uh, let me play this little bumper and we'll get into it. Today's news is brought to you by the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Each w- newsletter, each week I compile the week's top wrestling stories. I put them all into a quick to read email that's divided up by company. Over 4100 people are getting this letter every single week so you should join them. It's free and you can sign up at BodyslamBrigade.com. Thank you. I think you'll enjoy it if you do. So again, it's free. So I do I do every week. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so a couple of news items uh sadie gibbs has retired from wrestling now if you don't know the name sadie gibbs she was part of the AEW roster when they first kind of got going with the women's division Uh, but it seems she's heading into more of an inspirational business she's gonna be teaching speaking and and writing like sort of motivational stuff so good luck to her in her post wrestling life cmll has severed their working relationship with ring of honor some of ring of honor's top stars have recently left cmml on bad terms we're talking about dragon lee roosh bandito plus roosh has his own promotion that he's starting up in june and it appears they'll be doing business with ring of honor so kind of all makes sense there and then john DeCani move over impact you Don't Own the Night, starting May 6th at 9 p.m., Dark Side of the Ring is back with their third season. And it's a two-part, two-parter to start the season on Brian Pillman.
1: So Impact cannot catch it, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Four> Guys, <laughs> Subsequent
0: episodes are going to feature the plane ride from hell, where WWE had to terminate many people after that plane ride. Uh, collision in Korea, believe it or not, what we just talked oh, wow. about. It. Nick Gage, Grizzly Smith, the father of Jake the Snake Roberts, the Steroid Trial, Ultimate Warrior, and Chris Canyon, and there's others as well. But those were the the highlights for me. So, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, I really enjoy them each each time I watch them. Um, it's kind of sad to say I really enjoy tragic stories, but it gets yeah, it. Yeah,
1: exactly. But th- th- there is that macabre thing about wrestling that's always going to be there, and. Just getting the more information on the topic is is the enjoyable part of it, even if it is a horrible topic.
0: Yes, 100%. And speaking of not owning the night, it seems the ongoing saga of who is going to own the rights to broadcast the Stanley Cup playoffs and finals has been decided starting next season. Turner Sports shares those rights with Disney, and it could very well mean that – not nxt but dynamite is going to get bumped (laughs) on beats where they have a conflict with the nhl playoffs so uh you know nothing announced of course or no schedules or anything like that but um the the sharing with disney it's different each year you know uh, disney gets the finals in the first couple of years and then turner gets it in the end and then they switch back and forth on conference finals and things like that so it's very confusing to know when this might be an issue or if it'll be an issue and whether Turner will put it on TBS and not on TNT or if they'll switch dynamite over to TBS. It's a whole thing.
1: At least Turner's got that backup and hopefully they use it. You know, There was nothing more aggravating back in the day than 51 weeks of raw and one week of the Westminster kennel show that drove me nuts every year. Well, you know what it
0: drove Vince McMahon nuts too and vince mcmahon went to uh tnn or it, yeah. or whatever because of that and then when they came back i don't think they've ever been preempted since they've been back i not that i'm aware of maybe by you know world events but i don't even think then so so i hope that uh, i hope that it doesn't happen i never hope for that stuff to happen but but you know AEW will comp- uh capitalize you know they will do a late night dynamite, so they have a strong lead-in from the NHL playoffs. If, they, if that's what they think they're going to get, you know, things like that, they'll have Wayne Gretzky as a special ring ring <laughs> referee or whatever. You know, they'll they'll figure out a way to you know capitalize on the hockey audience. I think so.
1: TK will bust out a uh, that that the money clip, and you know something magical will happen. They'll push the the uh, the goon straight to the top, probably. You know. <laughs> <laughs> TNT title shot, baby. There you go.
0: The raw audience dropped this week to one million seven hundred seventy-four thousand. Uh, that's down last week from one nine something, and down from two, 2 the week before. So, uh, not terribly surprising uh, post WrestleMania kind of decline. Uh, it would have been nice for them to capture some of that audience back, but um, but they didn't. So, um. We will talk about AEW's or A and E's bio on Roddy Piper and um, and Most Wanted Treasures here after trivia, but but the ratings on these shows are incredible. Still, they now they both dropped, uh, or I should say, the bio dropped from Steve Austin to Roddy Piper. It went from one million sixty two to eight eighty. What's what's crazy to me is that these shows are beating NXT. It's absolutely mind-boggling to me, but but the nostalgia trip for people is, I guess, is very good. The hidden treasure show actually went up from seven sixty six to seven sixty nine. So, uh, whatever segment of people that are watching the bios are actually staying on for um, for most wanted treasures, and apparently, you know, little little tick up. So this is good. And then in New Japan. Pro Wrestling News, Show and Yo retained their tag titles this morning, as did Yano retain the KOPW Provisional Championship. Haven't watched the matches. I'm sure they're very good. Uh, we'll probably get to that sometime today. And then, John, we mentioned in the uh, the uh, cold open that we have some impact matches. So we have Josh Alexander defending the X Division Championship against the former champion Ace Austin tonight. Or tomorrow night. <laughs> Uh, Taylor Wilde also makes her return against Kimberly and W Morrissey is debuting. All that's been advertised for impact now. So Uh, John, do you think Ace Austin is going to get the X division championship right back?
1: I think, I think that would be a silly way to do it. Like I, I kind of thought that the triple threat match at rebellion, the perfect way for that to play out is it's a triple threat match. That's where, you know, the, there's no, uh, no disqualifications. The one person who had the X factor was ACE Austin with madman Fulton. He interferes specifically on Josh Alexander uh, and, you know, ACE retains. And then Josh would like, I, I thought it would be better for Josh. Had he won one-on-one with ACE Austin, you know, and I, it's, you know, splitting hairs, but you know, it, it's, you know, it's, he didn't get the pin on Ace himself, but I just thought a one-on-one would make more sense. So that would be the one you do second after Ace retains. Putting it right back on Ace now would, would just kind of be silly. So I'm I'm thinking that Josh retains.
0: Yeah. I think thinking this is a situation where Josh wanted a triple threat and, you know, maybe there's a little bit of like bias towards the title reign and now they can go and get a definitive win over Ace Austin and he can move on. And that's his title reign. What's unfortunate, though, is that you'd almost like to see ASOS and move on from this immediately and go toward Kenny Omega, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only so many people are going to get that Omega match. But uh, Also, um, just so people know, for tonight, MLW Fusion, both the Von Erics are going to be in action. Marshall is going to face off against Tom Lawler. Ross against Dominic Garini. And then Hio de la Park or Hio de LA Park versus Buku Dao. It's a little different.
1: Do, the do they usually function as a tag team? Devon Erics?
0: Typically, yes. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, but they're both getting singles matches. They're They've been locked in a feud with Tom Lawler for, my God, over a year. But they oh, haven't okay. really had matches because you know they had the pandemic and then they're in hawaii and tom's not and they did tag matches and things like that and all kinds of stuff but they haven't really gotten down to a singles match so uh, i guess that is coming to a head tonight which is good because they have tonight then they have next week where they have a leo rush versus myron reed next week and then they go on break until july when they have fans back so they're kind of closing out these storylines and then relaunch with reloaded rosters and things like that in uh, in July. Well, at the same time, they're gonna broadcast uh, classic content on Vice
1: starting Saturday. So it's a whole thing. <laughs> Get those viewers uh, up to speed with the, with the product. I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely, yep.
0: All right, John, are you ready for Backlash 2018 trivia?
1: 2018, ready as I'll ever be, sir. Okay, so so
0: people know we're gonna do trivia, and then we're gonna come back from trivia, and we're gonna talk about the uh, Roddy Piper and the uh, bio from Andy and the Most Wanted Treasures after trivia. So stay tuned for that. Okay, Backlash 2018 took place just a couple of years ago, so. Alexa Bliss unsuccessfully unsuccessfully challenged for the Raw championship on this show. Who did she challenge? Your choices are Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, or Nia Jax. Nia. Nia Jax is correct. Good call, good recall. Okay, now Charlotte unsuccessfully challenged for the smackdown championship on this show who did she challenge your choices are becky lynch naomi carmella or natalia uh
1: this was yeah that carmella beat her like twice in a row right this is carmella's run
0: this is carmella yep yep she beat charlotte flair twice yes how (laughs) could we ever forget (laughs) Jeff Hardy, somebody who we never see on Raw these days, (laughs) defended the United States Championship against this guy. Was it Randy Orton, Apollo Crews, AJ Styles, or Daniel Bryan? Uh, Orton? It was Orton. Wow, three for three so far. Hmm. Daniel Bryan. Had a special singles match on this card against this guy. Was it this really tall guy? Actually, was it Kane, Big Show, Cass, or Undertaker? He got Cass to tap to the yes line. Yeah, it was the Cass or W. Morrissey, if you like, <laughs> on Impact. Okay, and then in the final main event, there was some backlash from media about the main event. No titles on the line, just a straight up singles match between Samoa Joe and. Was it AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, or The Miz? Uh,
1: Oh, yeah. This was uh, You're the One Samoan Nobody Likes or something like that. It was uh, Roman, right? (laughs) It was Roman Reigns, yes. Perfect. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Boom. Nailed that perfect flex. Oh, all right, so updated standings. I think that pretty much means that you've locked in the championship for this this uh, this month. Goodness so congratulations Christ. on that. Smith will just be wrestling for pride tomorrow. He needs to get one right so he can he can be better than Travis, I guess. <laughs> in fairness, Travis Travis did have less questions, but yes. All right, so as mentioned we're going to talk about that bio um in just a second but i want to tell people about um some of the shows coming up and whatnot and things that they can check out and then we'll get into that so do check out the bell time club t-shirt join the club it's only 22 bucks and it comes in super soft style you can get it, i think in black blue and maybe dark gray um All sizes are the same price, so you're not going to get ARP charged if you wear a 2X or a 3X or whatever. And um, it's on this, like I said, super soft style already. So it's $22, and it's a great deal, and it's a really great shirt. So pick one up today. You can go to bodyslamclothes.com. That's the easiest way. You can also go to the Minutes to bell Time website and click on Shop. That'll get you there, too. And then go ahead and take a listen to the Primetime Rundown each and every Friday at 6 p.m. Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca take you through the world of sports. Like I said, the show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then we just had episode 51 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast last night. We're headed towards episode 52 this Tuesday. Al Carl uh, hosts that show along with myself and John Smith and John DeConi and Gary McHaffy. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling coverage begins at 6 p.m. each and every Tuesday. So tune in on the Eastern Observer for that. And then the Daily Wrestling no- News show. That's the show. It's here every day Monday through Thursday. Uh, and sometimes on Friday, like this week, we have an interview with Kim Artlip on third on Friday this week. So tune in for that every day, 10 a.m. You can get it here on Facebook, on YouTube, on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen or watch. It's probably there. So don't fret. And then, uh, John, I think back to the Roddy Piper bio and uh, Most Wanted treasure. So what did you think of the Roddy Piper bio? Uh,
1: I think A&E, A&E is doing a fantastic job. Uh, you know, uh, maybe it's just because it's nostalgia. But, yeah, I, th- I think they, they covered uh, stuff, you know, like most of Stone Cold's story I knew with episode one. There was some nice, uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff and stuff about him growing up that I did. But with Roddy, I, you know, I didn't know a lot of his backstory. I didn't, yeah. I, I knew he had a rough childhood, but not quite as rough as they laid it out. I mean, they really, they really went deep and uh, I thought it was fantastic.
0: Yeah. They let us know that he left home at, you know, like a very young age. I mean, I don't know, 15, 16 years old, it seemed like. And uh, when he was, homeless and living on the streets and you know going from meal to meal and fighting to basically survive and he had golden gloves and boxing and he ended up eventually getting in getting into wrestling and he said it saved his life right he would he was he said without a doubt he'd have been dead if that didn't happen so um wow that's a true uh rags to riches i guess but It covered down on most of the early stuff in his WWF career. Um, you know, definitely WrestleMania 1. Boy, they, they they hit him hard for not wanting to do the job to Mr. T or Hulk Hogan at 1, didn't they?
1: Yeah. yeah. And now, to, to a degree, you know, because it came out of Hulk's mouth, you don't know exactly how accurate it was. But, you know, saying that Roddy came to him years later and said, like, oh, you no. Know, we could have made so much money or something like that. Or why didn't I listen to you? Know, Hope said we, you, you wouldn't let me beat you. You, know, <laughs> you didn't want to do the job. We could have done business. We could have, you know, you, you could have made so much more money, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, he, he was old school as old school gets, uh, hated Hogan, uh, you know, in reality, uh, hated the idea of Mr. T coming in because, you know, he was, he was an outsider. He wasn't going to get to pay his dues and, you know, they had to have this weird ending just just to get the faces to go over because they did not want to – Roddy and Mr. Wonderful apparently did not want to play ball.
0: You know, it's, it's weird too. Like I, I hear what Hogan saying with the whole we could have done so much more money and all that stuff, but how many of those guys that Hogan beat at Mania had another run at him after? I mean – not very many, right? I mean, even Savage didn't really have a lot a, a run after after that. So, you know, Andre yeah. Andre played out for a couple couple more matches, but other than that, most of those guys were kind of a one and done. So, Piper did pretty well in his career afterwards. I, I wouldn't say he lost out on the deal.
1: Yeah, he, he kind of and he he had a resurgence. You know, he, you know the just the idea of this guy, the absolute quintessential heel having a face run in him and having people actually cheer for him and come to love him. Yeah. I, I think his second act was, was pretty good.
0: You know, I think he was spent more years as a face than he did as a heel too. In Probably, the end. yeah.
1: You
0: know, the other thing that was really interesting is the Bret Hart angle on this, you know, Bret Hart was there along with Roddy's family. They, they told a lot of the story. Um, but when they got to Roddy Piper's match at eight with Bret Hart, um, you know, Brett said that Roddy had told him several times that that was his favorite match, that match they had at eight. And, and Brett said Piper made him. That that was the that was the match that made Bret Hart Bret
1: Hart. Well, I mean, you know, I, I guess I didn't even realize this until we had been talking about it uh, during one of the WrestleMania specials or whatever, or WrestleMania week or whatever, but just the idea that he'd gone that long and never had his shoulders pinned to the mat that brett was the one to do that i mean that was that was monumental is that right i didn't even know it i think I that was that. his first pinfall loss yeah wow no kidding wow
0: that is something <laughs> so uh, so i do i did like the piper uh the piper bio and like i mentioned eight hundred eighty thousand people watched it live you know that's what the rating was i wasn't one of those people i watched it on dvr so um so it's getting good numbers and good views, so that's really good for them. And then on the Most Wanted Treasures, another show I didn't watch live. This week we are looking for Undertaker items.
1: Undertaker and Kane. Yeah, I guess yeah. They, they drew it a little bit more than Mick Foley.
0: <laughs> well, is it, but it was interesting how you know this the the concept of the betrayal Earn was it really really interesting to me because they were talking about how that one item. The betrayal urn from 1996 when it was a boiler room brawl and paul bear turned on the undertaker gave the urn to to mankind how that one item signified so much for chapters in the undertaker's career and chapters in paul bear and in mankind uh or, you know and they said kane too but i don't quite see the i guess because paul bear tur- turned and it kind of led to eventually led to kane a year later um but they're finding this stuff in the most random places. Like, Paul Bear donated that to, well, he gave it to his, his friend or whatever who uh, worked at a funeral museum or something like that. <laughs> so, it was, so the urn was actually already in a museum, just not a WWE museum. So they, they made a trade, basically. WWE traded some Paul Bear suits and uh, urn from later, later on that they had a whole bunch of already. So uh, in order to get their betrayal earned back. So very interesting stuff. And then the other two, the other items they were looking for were just Kane and the Undertaker had them. Yeah. <laughs> had them. This is, there's no big quest here. Kane, we're looking for your, we're looking for your mask. Well, I have an idea where it might be. And they go in his attic and it's not the original, but it's number two. And so they, they purchased that off him. That and uh, that and the unibomb. Uh, outfit from when, from when Kane Undertaker first wrestled down in Smoky Mountain, and to Kane's credit, he sold that stuff for ten thousand dollars, and and it all went to to charity. So, it was, it was a hospital or something. Yeah, yeah. And then the Undertaker, they just went to a storage unit and just pulled out a box, and there was the
1: purple the purple <laughs> robe they were looking for. So, and some um, stuff they didn't even know they were looking for.
0: Right, like the mask when Mabel crushed his face. So, yeah,
1: the the Phantom of the Opera mask.
0: Yeah, so it it was kind of funny. Like I'm sitting there watching that, and like they pulled out this one box, and it has all the treasure they could ever want. Well, the storage unit's full. Did they stop there? Or is that like (laughs) like, the hidden scenes? Go back in.
1: Go back in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, go in back in there and find us. uh, Maybe Brother Love's in there. I don't know.
1: But who's got more stuff in uh, the WWE headquarters? Uh, you know that, that whatever that wherever that warehouse is, the Undertaker, because you know, as, as they said in the show, most of his stuff is larger than life. You know, there's right. three dozen caskets, enormous uh, tombstones, and the, the, the that probably that big metal cross that they hung uh, Stone Cold on and everything. So I'm sure Taker will be very well represented. They do whatever they're going to do with it.
0: I think that they're going to have like a traveling museum. I don't think they're going to do a like a standalone. I think they'll just have a huge like thing you can walk through during WrestleMania weekend or something.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll bring it to Access and uh, you know, yeah. may, maybe a Rumble or SummerSlam will add it. You know, the i I'd go to the museum if they opened it. Just saying.
0: So, um. I guess the, I guess that's it then. I, you know, I liked both shows. Like I said, you can turn your brain off for, um, for most wanted treasures or hidden treasures or whatever it's called. Um, Travis, he chimed in on that yesterday too. He watched the, the mankind episode. He liked it. So, you know, I guess it's getting pretty good reviews from, uh, from us. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the one thing that was, extra fun or it got a little weird but it was extra fun uh the foley episode we got to see some of the fans collections yes and those were you know some of them were pretty in- impressive and uh you know borderline a little intense uh but yeah and it, but it was just as much fun now going to see you know here's the undertaker's dusty storage unit but there's still some fantastic stuff to, to be dug up or in kane's attic and what uh, or whatnot so yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm, – that, that show is just a lot of fun. It is. It is.
0: All right, well, I think that's it. Uh, John, anything else before we uh, put a cap on the day?
1: Just one thing, if I can go back all the way to the beginning of the show. Um, you, know, If I can ask JBL and the rest of the wrestling gods, next week NXT falls on May the 4th. Please have Brizango on that show. <laughs> I want to see a Brizango Star Wars themed entrance.
0: Yes, that'd be perfect. I agree. I agree. We need that. We need that. So if you're watching Hunter, Road Dog, or whoever, <laughs> we've got our request. There you go. All right. Um, as I play us out, I'm going to play uh, a little something uh, to get you hyped for the big interview on Friday. So uh, stay tuned for that and we'll see you then.